consider a waste confronting snakes on the backbite. Detrimental to cultures that they like sight. Ass wipe, catch them on stage, mad hype with a trash mic. Month later in the gutter, glass pipe and a flashlight. Look around for something, it's still scurry. Bewildered in sight, riots, minds going blurry. Alright, this is the Human Condition Podcast by Max Manning. And I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue. I told you I was going to reach a parallel after defining the fundamental features in mathematics. We're going to get to the origins of sacred geometry and the parallel between them and the conclusion at which I draw. Um, So, sacred geometry... Uh, it's a representation to the limitations of uh, features and biomechanical functions in nature by uh, geometric synchronicity or geometric shapes that are instilled within nature. Um, now we see nature utilizing structures and shapes um, to uh, maximize effect or maximize area with increasing the um, rigidity of the structure and its inherent um, stability so like we see bees bees we'll just start with bees now Bees are so much smarter than individuals actually give them credit for. Um, I have observed this in nature. Uh, They will survey their surroundings before they go and try to get a consensus of the hive. But this isn't what I'm talking. I'm not talking about bees. Bees have its own shit. You want to learn about bees. I recommend you watch... uh, that mushroom guy on fucking Joe Rogan, like he fucking blows your mind. He's talking about the fucking um, synergy of nature through uh, mycelium in the root structures of plants. But whatever, it doesn't matter. Bees, bees. Now they 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 build um decahedrons they build fucking polygons and they build polygons on six sides and this six-sided structure is a way of displacing um, the in the stressors upon the structure itself displacing the pressure while offering a maximum area for the bees to have a an ability to raise and nurse their larvae. This is uh this is pretty important. How do these motherfuckers do that? How they know inherently to build the second most structurally sound um, f- uh, shape in nature. They just know this shit. I don't know how they fucking know it. Um, because the world is a goddamn mystery. Every time I look at the shit of nature, I'm like, whoa, what the fuck is going on? Well, <laughs> you're asking me, what is the six sided do with anything? Like, really? What? Well, the six sided decahedron, or the. Uh, not the tetrahedron, it's the. It's the, the the decagon, the decagon, the fucking six, you know, you have sept, seven, fucking six, sept, or hex, hexagon, and then you have a pentagon for five, you know, like the pentagon in the fucking military, blah, 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 ask me why they build a fucking, um, inherently low vibrational state just below the perfection of the physical reality of world i do not know i think it is inherently a masonic symbolization to the uh the satanic satanist symbology that permeates all of uh our uh government and our uh our culture you have all these weird ass structures like the fucking goddamn 
um, Washington Monument that is basically a giant penis that's supposed to represent the uh, the masculine form of humanity, just like the Capitol building, Capitol. Oh my God! Uh, 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 this is this is where I'm getting at. Okay, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna before I even start on the fucking satanic symbolism inside of where we're gonna start from where sacred geometry was first. Um, I want to say invented because obviously there was prior cultures that were able to deduce uh, metaphysical relevancy to the structures that are found in nature. Like um, this is why you see symbolization of, of symmetry between all cultures. Uh, this is just where it was first written down. Okay, so don't say I'm being like fucking culturist or that i think that greeks are somehow superior to other cultures and blah 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 no it just so happens that uh this is what we have our oldest documents to uh ascribe to and this is where the concept of aesthetic beauty and philosophy was originated from so i'm gonna start there i'm gonna start there even though i know for a fact all prior cultures were able to deduce a metaphysical observation of geometric symmetry in all of nature this is just obvious through any metaphysical observation of anyone who pays attention to structures and um which they were much more better they were much more efficient at deducing cause and effect of metaphysical observation but that's not the point i say that shit all the time i've always went on that shit Okay, okay, so we're getting at the origin, the origins to sacred geometry. And it all starts with Plato. It starts with Plato. It starts with Plato with the recognition to the understanding of all regular shapes of symmetry are existing within a three dimension of the platonic solids this is where you take a two-dimensional reference this is uh taking on the backs of like pythagoras which you know he wasn't even the first person to understand the uh a plus b equals c a squared plus b squared equals c squared the egyptians knew that way before uh greeks did just to sh just to reference all that shit out the bag the egyptians knew about the pythagorean theorem way before pythagoras did it just so happens that we have a consensus to uh, a written understanding whereas in the concept of hieroglyphics was lost long before we were able to, uh, I mean, the Rosetta Stones, we understand a little bit of it, but that's, well, that's here or there. We don't know everything about Egyptian understanding. This is why we have such mysticism behind the concepts that they were able, like, this is why we see the fucking, that uh, Egyptian disc with three interlocking folds that people are like we used it to spin yarn no they used it to uh propel water as a natural mechanism for a pump it's super efficient if you print it out and make it a pump um this could just they people are talking about ceremonial they don't know what this fucking disc is and i don't have the name of the disc right off the bat um i apologize uh I don't have the disc. It's the Shavi disc or something like that. I fucking can't remember the disc right now. But the whole point is that we've lost a lot of technology. We've lost a lot of understanding of uh, technological advancement. This is why we see when the Library of Alexandria was burnt down, we didn't even know who the tinkerer of Alexandria was. But the first elevator using hydrothermal uh differentials was create uh, the first door automatic door opener the, uh, 
a intricate system of timekeeping through um, a clock that was more effective at keeping time basis of the uh, pressure of water um, water displacement or water uh, through gravity which is a predictable form of timekeeping uh, was way way was way more efficient the, uh, we've lost technologies he even had a rudimentary way of uh, efficiently not officially converting but uh, efficiently producing uh, a steam engine so he was able to produce energy from heat and steam for almost the production of an industrial age during Roman times. Now, he wasn't able to actually harness the production of the energy through steam, but he created a viable form of producing the energy through a conversion. So he just needed to harness it at that point. Um, he wasn't completely there. Uh, but who's to say that given a few years, they we still use the basis of the Archimedes screw to produce half of our fucking goddamn equipment. Like, the Archimedes screw is how we tunnel into uh, ground. It's how we effectively displace uh, dirt for tunneling. It's how we use to bore into um, support structures when we're building fucking houses. Like, the Archimedes screw we still use today you can't get better than ancient metaphysical observation to obtain a production in physical reality you once you build a system that is perfect within nature itself by replicating functions of nature you don't go forward uh, the, uh, nature is the grandest design so once you replicate um, functions of nature and you, you're not going to go any farther because nature's the grand design and this is where we get to sacred geometry this is this is sacred geometry and in sacred geometry we we have a production and understanding of geometric and geo uh geometry within the inherent building structures of nature itself and this this is this is the point this is the point where we ascribe the limitations of physical reality and i'm going to get into this i'm going to get really far into this and it's going to get super fucking spiritual because uh, it's fucking crazy and i'm going to have a part three because it's even more crazy than what this episode's gonna get into but so you're asking me uh, what 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 what's the nature of uh perfect uh a function and a symmetry for the expression of geometric shapes that can possibly exist in nature well these are the platonic solids these are the platonic solids this is where it all starts. It starts with fucking Plato from what we can gather. Obviously, there's more to it, like I was just talking about, but that's not the point. The platonic solids are a representation of equilateral triangles, um, a uh, perfection to pi, the representation of what we can achieve through a circle in a square. This is... This is almost Masonic at this point. You get the compass in the square, right? Right, 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 right. This is the impossibility of ascribing a area of a square to the area of a circle. This is what Masonic representation of the square, of the compass inside the square. This is the encompassment of the square and the limitations to under making a perfect representation of geometric synchronicity or symmetry. I apologize. Sym symmetry. Well, 
if you put this the perfect square in, or if you put a this is the Vitruvian man this is the square inside the circle you're never going to equal out the uh, a possibility of creating a perfect um, equation between circle and square by its representation of area now 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 ha 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 alright this gets absolutely insane and we're going to get into spirituality and theology at this point because uh, eventually I'm going to make a circumvention to both and I'm going to get to my conclusion. We talked about the the honeycomb and the structures, the uh, the innate um, stability of the uh, hexagon, right? Okay, okay, good. I already talked about that shit. I just want you to remember that. Okay, now, 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 now. We always see a representation of six-sided hexagons as being a symbolic reference to uh, the perfection to nature, right? And that's true. That is true. But, 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 but. Now, even though we see, like, we have the Star of David, right? Like, the Star of David. Okay. The Star of David is a star and in the center it's a hexagon okay it's a hexagon why do we use this representation when the repers the why do we use this symbology when the representation of that symbology is inherently a negative aspect to uh classical understanding of evil like we have six 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 why is it literally <laughs> why are we using a six-sided shape as a representation of god and divinity when it itself is the inherent nature of evil like we see we see six we see nero if you add the the um, or the abductions or the additions to the Roman numerals of that word and that name, it comes to six six six. Mark of the Beast six six six. Six is always been interpreted within, um, especially Christianity. So we have like Yahweh, right? Like who in the fuck is Yahweh? Now, they say Yahweh's fucking God. And, like, Yahweh is... Yahweh is Saturn. Alright? Yahweh... <laughs> it's not God. And Judaism is a complete inversion to the effect of uh, the circumvention and the perversion and just the innate... Um, <sighs> the... <sighs> Where Solomon's temple was created under its own corruption. This is the introduction into corruption from the destruction of the 12 Israelite tribes and the corruption of Solomon himself from creating the Maluik uh, temple on Hermon Mound in Syria to the god Moloch. Now, you see, you see Moloch, the owl god, Bala. This, this, this is, this is Satan. This is Satan. This is where the corruption of Solomon by Satan himself created the destruction of the 12 Israelite tribes. This is, this is it. This is the destruction. This is, this is why God chose to destroy the Israelite tribes. Um, now, they would say the second coming of Christ, or the second coming of God into the, uh, the, uh, the, 
The second coming of Christ will be within the reconstruction of Solomon's temple. Right? 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 People are... People... Nothing is as what it seems. Alright? Nothing is what it seems. We've seen this with the last few years in the pandemic. You should know this. You should know and understand that the corruption to the popular narrative is just a perversion of the original intent. Okay, now we have Bala, the, the temple created on the mound, the Hermon Mound. Bala, Bialzebub, El, Allah. And I actually thought about one of the craziest things we use all the time. Uh, this is part of the uh, perversion into language and the manipulation of language after the destruction of the Babylon Tower and the division of our language to confuse and manipulate the uh, understanding of our own history. Uh, this is this is talked about in the Bible. This is I mean, just, we can get into the whole Anunnaki thing. It's got its own little bit where like you have the Book of Enoch, which is a lost section of the Bible under the Moses's father into transitioning after he left uh, and died and was reborn into an angel. Okay, this is, this is, this, why do you think there's 30 years of Jesus' life that's being held in the Vatican? Lost 30 years of Jesus' life under the understanding of how he lived and before, because it just jumps straight from like, He's a kid to boom, he's fucking straight 30 years old. What the fuck is going on? What the, why the hell is all this shit happening? And where, where did his transition to understanding divinity and his life experiences and his, this is the lost books. And we only know one of them. We know the book of Enoch. And it talks about the giants and why they started the flood and the um, the lesser Elohim from the uh, flood. The flood was started to destroy the lesser Elohim of the giants from the Anunnaki. Enoch, Anunnaki, Anki. This is, these are all Mesopotamian. Sumerian teachings that have been transported into lost subjects of the Bible that the church has decided is not canon. What the fuck does that mean? You can't just ignore sections of the Bible because uh, they're fucking... they're mystical in nature or they have something you don't agree with. Uh... This is this is where the perversion of our own history comes from. This is the destruction of Babylon Tower. This is the lost sections of understanding. And I guarantee there's a ton more. I guarantee you. These are all... Now, I don't look at, like, Christianity as being uh, inherently written into the... Uh, Okay, I, I, I take it as a representation of metaphysical observation and value to the understanding of reality around me, and I also take it as a doctrine of uh, historical um, uh, understanding or historical... Uh, Timeline or like a, uh, a um, I forget the name of it, but it's like basically it's it's our history written into the context of the understanding of that time period. 
these things all happened like we all around the world talk about cataclysmic events and the floods and just the destruction of our own system through the perversion of the great golden era of uh humanity which is just a complete lie there is no golden era under satan but uh we've reached into the cycle of aquarius uh during the pandemic which is just hilarious we talk about these transhumanists and these fucking global elites they're literally following astrology at this point they're trying to encompass a transition of the great reset to the transition into a new era after the uh abolishment of the old god the um satan to the abyss by his father this is zeus this is jupiter destroying saturn this is zeus throwing the titans into abyss this is god banishing satan to hell these are all correlating um myths that have relevancy to uh, astronomical events, uh, resonant frequencies, the production of um, populational synchronicity, and this this is the spirituality I follow. So, if you don't like what I have to say, I apologize. Go look at the Book of Enoch. It's the Book of the Giants. It's the lost understanding of Unaki, Anunaki, coming to the earth, mating with our women, creating giants. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. This is this is the this is just what they say. I, I'm taking my own interpretation of it because I certainly do not believe it's uh, objective fact. I don't believe that about any religion. I think it's their interpretation. So, okay. Now, after Enoch walks with God, and God takes him. Enoch becomes an angel. This is what's generally interpreted from the book of Enoch. After he sees the giants and he sees the calamity and the destruction and how God had to destroy the earth with a flood or was going to, is the they were put into hell in a, the abyss as banishment but were given reign over the... Uh, after the flood and they died, they were given reign of a, five months for them to roam earth, to uh, plague earth for its perversion and corruption, for uh, letting and selling their women to the Anunnaki to get technological knowledge from the exchange. That's literally what it says. I, I, I mean, if, sorry if I'm con, if I'm contradicting your religious beliefs, especially if you're uh, uh, Christian and you don't under you don't know about the lost book of the Bible. But whatever, it's not my fault. They dug up Sumerian scrolls. And uh, the Dead Sea Scrolls. And th these are just ancient fucking writings, you know. But, uh, okay, so this, how, how did I get all this into sacred geometry? I was talking about the structure, the inherent nature, and the rigidity of uh, geometric shapes in reality in correlation. Well, 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 well. These are both interwoven. The 666, the, sex, the hexagon. Now, there's some truth into the hexagon and to why individuals in different cultures represent this hexagon into uh, reality as being a sacred geometric shape to relevancy. And there is relevancy within the hexagon. Um, I just got to get to it. This is... Uh, the transition from spirituality or from um, 
mathematical concepts into the sacred geometric uh, relevancy. So you have water, water, water. Now it's not. You're you're asking like, what the fuck does water have to do with it? Well, 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 well. When and there's a whole thing about structured water and it's got to be in a hexagon and da 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 da. I'm not gonna get into that. Um, I will tell you that uh, water is not H2O. Water is H12O6, and we can see this within a structured form of water when we freeze it. The uh, the initial um, in uh, the apex or the the beginning start of the production of water into ice is a hexagonal shape of water freezing to create a solid structure. The water combines with each other in a hexagonal period. We see this in snowflakes. We see rotational energy, um, innate, uh, if you even want to say torsion waves at that point, or torsion uh, angular momentum. It's whatever, because this is the transition, you see. But the rotational energy inside of a hurricane is a hexagonal shape of the rotational energy inside of water creating its natural structure of formation the hexagon the hexagon the true state of our being in physical form is the hexagon now, I, I just said that it was evil, right? Right? Like, what, what? why is there, you get out of this? About it? It's like, it's evil. It's fucking six-sided. 666. Mark of the beast. All that shit, right? Well, this is our physical form. This is the limitations to the structure of our basis of reality. It's our limitations under our given circumstances of uh, structural formation. You have DNA. Well, the DNA patterns inside of the double helix, which is what I was talking about with the, uh, the formation of uh, torsion waves on a duality. Well, this is, this is the double helix. And then inside that double helix is hexagonal patterns of chemical structures to regulate our biomechanical function. So you have, you have the double helix, right? But inside the double helix is hexagonal formations of the A, B, C, D, G, whatever, blah, 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 for the coding. That's hexagons. Water, hexagons. Your body is 65% crystal. Now, I mean, you're saying, you're, how can you have 65% crystal and 70% water? Well, I mean, if we look at what, crisp, or what water crystallizes into, it's a function of a hexagonal formation. Uh, your bone formation is not dense. It's not. It's porous. It's uh, interwoven within the ability to um, inter communicate and exchange uh, formations of oxygenized blood. They're hexagons. They're interwoven filaments of. Uh, I think it's yellow or white. No, it's white filament structures uh, for the formations of calcium through uh, hexagonal shapes. So, like, it's hexagons. That's why they're able to have rigidity and still retain their innate um, structure and formation of uh, of strength. So, like, the, 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 we just talked about the hexagon being a formation to the... Uh, Second most, second strongest uh, geometric shape in um, reality. So, we're going to get, and I'm going to take a short break here because uh, I want to formulate a little bit of a coherent thought into the transition from, and we're about 25, 30 minutes in right now, and I'm going to transition into 
why 666 is so bad the uh, the true understanding of uh, the shape and function of sacred geometry and the point at which the rational conclusion of thought and uh, interpretation to what they're trying to convey is. All right, I'll be back. All right, and we're back. So I was talking about uh, Euclid, or not Euclidean um, geometry. Uh, I'm going to get eventually into Euclid, but uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, Euclidean um, ethics and all that bullshit, but it doesn't matter. The whole point. Uh, so we got into the Platonic solids, right? The five states of uh, inherent symmetry of solids used on basic two-dimensional um, shapes. And the replication of those shapes into the function of uh, solids in nature or um, perceived uh, divine uh, representations of the perfection of those two-dimensional shapes into three-dimensional reality um there's non-plutonic solids but uh, i'm not even gonna get into all that uh, so just, that's for a whole other time we're starting just on sacred geometry and the sacred representation so i started talking about the failure of solomon and uh religious concepts so, oh god doesn't even matter okay Metatron. You know what? You know who Metatron is? Well, okay. So, Metatron is Satan. It's Satan. Uh, <laughs> so, Metatron and the representation of Metatron. So, you have Metatron or something like that. It's fucking like fucking Israeli and fucking Arabic. Uh, it's fucking Metatron. So, alright. And there's other representations of Metatron in a. Uh, and I'll probably give it to you in a little bit later, but uh, when I remember, there's precursors to the understanding of Metatron. But uh, Metatron is the seventh archangel of michael all right and this is where i'm split so we have 666 and all the representations of uh the the representation of evil and trickery where satan is the greatest trickster we have the anunnaki after the flood their body came back to earth to torture men this is demons the demons are the lost souls of the giants so long okay whatever this is uh <laughs> this is all just parable okay this is just stories you can take what you want from them but so metatron is Satan. Um, I'm going to give you some more evidence other than its name just being within the Quran because obviously the Quran came after. Uh, I think the Quran, in its most attempt to be pure um, and dogmatic at its own right, uh, is an attempt to reconcile the inconsistencies and the perversion that happened with the transition slow transition from uh, judaism to christianity there's some truth to what they say there's some truth to what they say but there's not all of it's true like you should not be giving an individual reparations for uh practicing your own religion under their uh authority <laughs> that's just fucked up so there's a lot of dogma in it as well where it circumvents and it also states that it's superior which is just oh oh that's its own problem that's its own problem but they got a few things right and one of them was uh in my opinion one of them was uh reconciling the uh 
perversion happening under Judaism from the corruption of Solomon during the 12 tribes of Israelites' uh, exodus. But, you know, Judaism got a few things right as well. So you have, like, Asherah, which I'm a pagan. You ask me, well, who's Asherah? She, Asherah, is the representation of my religion and my understanding of Mother Earth. So, the only women create, uh, only women cre create life. You can't have a man create life. So if God's not a fucking woman, and if it's just a permeation of potentiality of energy, which is what I believe God is, it's just a natural source energy to the uh, potentiality to life. You need a woman to birth <laughs> that energy into existence. So, Asherah, Mother Earth, our seed at which we uh, reside. And that's not everything. That's not everything. Because uh, the seed of representation to Buddhism is also a six-sided decahedron that's pretty important now we have the seed of life and the seed of life is ironically correlating to the mitosis under embryonic stage of utero division of the creation to humanity so what I'm saying is that uh, inside the womb, under the stage of division that creates a human being, there's a stage at which mitosis occurs and creates the divinity or divine representation of a decrohedron through the division of cells. Cells are circular. They create a hexagon with inside the circle, creating the hexagonal shape of divine division and divine representation. Very prominently first described and very prominently uh, pop cultured by the Star of David, right? Mitosis creates that pattern as well. Not only do we represent that pattern within the molecule that is most permeant of nature itself in our seed but we also have it within the seed of life and ironically in the seed of life that's defined within buddhism the seed of life in buddhism is a decahedron and it progresses. This is this is the point. The progression of life. Now, I had a crazy ass trip uh, on some mushrooms. Uh, I think like uh, two months ago. Two months ago. Okay. Now, in my crazy ass fucking trip, there was the. <laughs> there was. There was the Trinity, the Holy Trinity, and the Holy Trinity has its own bit. Uh, you have like, say, Tesla, where Tesla, Nikola Tesla, was describing the concept of electromagnetism. And look at this, my fucking mic's fucking up a little bit, but it's all right. I'll just speak up a little bit, but then it fucks up. It's just like it's automatic. It knows what it's going on. Okay, the trifecta. Of the Holy Trinity is um, a representation. It's a representation of knowledge through the division of three that correlates to electromagnetic static electricity. If you, even his quote, if you want to know the secrets of the universe and the energy of that universe, you need to know 369. That's Tesla's words. That's not mine. That's the Holy Trinity, people. This is a resonant frequency. 
and we continue to act like linear perial lines can describe the transition of uh, or electrical and even mechanical energy into a conversion factor but we can't do that we need rotational energy we need torsion fields we need to reevaluate our mathematics that's the holy trinity the holy trinity of objective reality within our concept of reality this is the six this is the limitations to the six the six the six, the hexagon, is the limitation to the biomechanical functions and properties of physical matter to our objective state within this resonant frequency. Well, you're like, well, that's six. What about seven? Okay, well, seven. Okay, there's a lot to seven. You have seven days a week, seven functions of a color of a rainbow within a prism where light shines in we're supposed to be light bodies we are seven and we're limited to our physical self within six our soul is the seventh you have a hexagon you have east west north south right above below those are the limitations of our 3d reality right as above so below there is no recognition past the interpretation of god without getting within yourself this is the seven this is the heptagon this is north south east west above below and within within is the soul this is circumventing the limitations of physical reality by interpreting and understanding the progression to soul this is the seven major chakras of the spine you have the seed of life you have the uh, flower of life you have the tree of life and only within the tree of life do you see a transition from going from six to seven. This is this is the pair or this is the parallel of the transition from body to soul. This is the seven archangel seal in Christianity. You have the seven archangels. This is the circumvention from physical limitation and understanding of self to the seven, which is a past understanding of objective reality through the interpretation of identity and self. This is the soul. The seven archangel seal in Christianity is the soul. This is the point. Although the structure within itself is most um, most integral into the function of our body, does not mean that we can't understand beyond the body by understanding metaphysical interpretations of self and soul. This this is this is the progression. This is the progression by circumventing the limitations of body. This is accepting the seven chakras. This is the point. This is the point. By accepting the hexagon in popular culture as being the pinnacle to sacred geometry, you don't see past you're limiting yourself by your interpretation. That's the point of sacred geometry. That's the underlying point and the underlying sacredness of sacred geometry. Don't let yourself be caught up to 
a lower vibrational state by accepting a lower function of reality. When we in ourselves circumvent the seven, we are the light body, we are the rainbow, we are the seven colors of the rainbow by accepting the seven chakras the major chakras now there's minor chakras and we can get into all that because my two founding beliefs well i have three but my three religious beliefs are christianity buddhism and paganism now i just want you to realize all of those have parallels seven days a week right to create man uh in the world itself uh we have okay seven seals uh what did i also talk about there's uh there's oh my god there's so many others why am i not remembering the christian christian rules of seven um god damn it there's so much to seven uh there there's so much to seven that had been gone is regarded as being a uh, destruction to Christian theology, but we used for millennia. We Christians used the seven as a representation of holiness. You, I mean, we 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 have been taught this innately, even as a child. We hear six is evil, seven is good. Yeah, don't, you don't understand why, but I, I've gotten to that point. I've gotten to that point, and I know inherently that six is evil, and the hexagon is a limitation to yourself. Now, I'm going to get into the Saturn matrix on my next episode. That's going to be a whole conspiracy, because I got into spirituality, and I got into a little bit of my understanding, but I'm going to leave you with something. Now, you said I'm a pagan, right? Like, wow, what are you a pagan for if you just talked about all this Christianity and Buddhism? Well, by limiting yourself and not accepting the nature of existence and circumventing Mother Earth, your seed, your experience, and your birthing protection is your soul escaping the natural recycling into the nature of inherent mother earth that's asherah that's asherah mother earth is asherah in christianity in fucking judaism in fucking islam <laughs> asherah is mother earth okay that's where my buddhism comes in um i had a hugely profound trip and just like Corinthian says this is this is devil's playground man he is everywhere now I think I'm already past my point of uh, so I'm gonna just pause this if you don't hear back from me this is the human condition and I'm making a part three so Yeah.